Okay, let's do it. Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. We go in back to back. <laughs> Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. Podcast. Uh, this is an in-studio yeah. recording. We're uh, back. That's right. I'm your host, Freddie Rivas. And who are you, sir? I'm the producer, Matt Duncan. Beautiful. That's a good name for basketball. Matty um, D. Matty D. Uh, Matt, if um, if people want to help us uh, grow this podcast into the Goliath it needs to be, <laughs> yeah, how are they going to do that? Well, you're going to start with our Patreon. We have a Patreon now if you want to support us. We've got different tiers, yeah. all named after players. We got Abaka. We got Lowry. We got Siakam. And Masai. And we've got Masai. Now, that's, yeah. uh, that's if you're a big player. Okay, we haven't had anyone doing that one yet, but we're, we're hoping that happens. And uh, as well, we'd like to announce that, you know, we are going to start having some Patreon-only content. Squeeze me? Yes, sir. We've got a new segment called Freddy on the Flive, That's which right. is uh, me. I'm going to be doing a segment where I call into Freddy sometime in the week. I ask him five things basketball-related, maybe just world-related, sure. too. He's got a lot of Jordan Peterson opinions. Maybe I'll uh, pick his oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know me. Dr. Peterson. Nice yeah. burn on me to start the pod, eh? Yeah. Wow. I mean, um, if you're not into Freddie's opinions, at least come for the artwork of the yeah. segment, because it's, Wonderful it's something to see. Um, Matt obviously invented this segment, but uh, I'm going to give those answers my, my best. Yeah. You know, I'll throw in some uh, neo-Marxism, yes. stuff like that. That's what, we're, that's what um, I'm talking about. You know, just some gibberish. You'll end up in the gulag, you know, that type of fear, fear mongering, anti-PC culture stuff. Um, but, uh, but Matt, if, um, if people are confused with our, uh, line of joking, yeah. Yeah, but, but they do want to contribute to the Patreon, where are they going to find that? Dunkspodcast.com. We've got all our links there, um, and it's also patreon.com slash dunkspodcast if you want to type it in like the old days. Heck yeah. When you're looking for, you know, chat groups in the 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, also uh, dunkspodcast.com, we've got links for iTunes and Stitcher, your favorite podcatchers, uh, YouTube, if you're down to that. That's uh, right. Player FM. Player FM. We cannot forget Player FM. We are on Google Music, too. I don't know if you're uh, a Google bot. Is that what you call uh, Google people? Yeah, the, yeah, Google bot. <laughs> Google bot. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like a white TV show. But um, yeah, yeah, just awesome. So, so they can find us all, yeah. all over the website. Rate. They Give us a rating, guys, with the Patreon. But what if people just simply want to stay warm this winter, Matt? We got toques, bro. We got a well, right beside me right That's now. Right. I got a box of toques. Twenty dollars for your head bucks. top. Nice and warm. You want hypothermia? No, you don't. So That's get right. one of these toques. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, man. Okay, let's get cracking, right? Yeah. Let's bring on some guests. Okay. Let's uh, let's bring on uh, let's bring on the guest in studio mm -hmm. uh, first. Um, he's awesome. He's uh, we were just talking about like uh, all the different fantasy leagues we're in. Uh, he's hilarious. He's an amazing comedian. He's always got stuff going on. We'll make sure to plug it at the end of the pod. Yeah. But give it up at home as loud as you can, even though you're by yourself. For Anthony Hall. 
Yeah. Nice to be back in studio, baby. <laughs> baby. What it do, studio? What it, what it what do, it do? <laughs> How you doing, man? Thanks for I'm, doing this. I'm great. Yeah, thanks for having <laughs> me, guys. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to be on Dunks and, uh, you know. We're, we're, we're going to chat Raptors. We're I'm sure you'll find like a moment to promote your love for uh, Lonzo Ball. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> at I some will. point. Um, <laughs> it's getting harder and harder to, to keep the pick going. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know, at, at some point, you can just move on to LaMelo Ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 2020 first overall draft pick. Whoa. Oh, hey, <laughs> Australia League, baby. Let's pop some shots down under. Okay, uh, let's let's bring on guest number two. If you're hearing any Darth Vader sounds, yeah, it sounds like he's at a skating rink. Is I, he skating yeah, around? He's, he's, he's skating at Nathan Phillips. That's how he does this pod. He skates hard and he skates fast. Um, he's passionate about the raps. Uh, more passionate than than honestly most people I know. Okay, this yeah. guy waited overnight. Yeah. For the championship uh, celebration. You watch the news. You saw him talking. You, you better believe yeah, it. Um, right. Give it up at home for Alex Wood. Hey, what's up, everybody? I just got off the ice, so this is fantastic. I'm on the track. <laughs> How you doing, man? Thanks uh, for way, joining. For that intro, I got to be honest. We, I did w- wait overnight for the for the parade so I could be at the front row and I did get on the news, but then they stopped showing me because I kept screaming. MLSC is doing a terrible job of organizing this. Oh yeah. And the, report, <laughs> and the reporter just like kept going further down the line away from me. It was great. Well, uh, that's pretty consistent because I was interviewed by the globe after. Oh yeah. You were And my quote kind of got condensed because, uh, I was ragging on the organization as well. It was very bad and very yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Um, but you know what? That's behind us. Behind us. This is all about our journey back to the finals. Yeah. Because that's how good this team is, and mm-hmm. it's no longer a joke. Everyone's taking notice. You know, maybe not everyone, but um, ESPN power rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just uh, let's just call call it up for what it is. We're coming uh, after you. All all things power rankings. Uh, but yeah, let's let's jump right into uh, to the Raptors talk. Maddie, would you give me that Raptors sting? I wanted you to hear it in studio because it's terrifying you on on the phone. It's also (laughs) terrifying in studio. (laughs) It sounds like you being like you're the guy that got kicked into the 300 hole. And you're, but you're still trying to like send off your Raptors thing. Like, you know what I mean? Or either that or you're like Homer Simpson goes 3D. Like whatever happens there, you know what I mean? Is a dimension that the person doesn't want. Yeah, I get you. Um, but uh, yeah, 300 yeah, you, hole. You know, you know what I'm talking about. The pit. Okay, let's, uh, let's jump right into Raptors talk. Um, Alex, I think I'm going to start with you. And, uh, I'm just going to say this to all the listeners. This is a Raptors podcast. So if you're listening, congratulations. You're in a safe place where we don't need to, I mean, I'm sure we will, but we don't need to only talk about how we're viewed through, you know, America's lens. We have our own lens. We're our own podcasts. And uh, and we can just we can just come at you with our actual opinions about the Raptors. Um, so with all of that said, Alex, here's a genuine question. 
I'm not talking about the playoffs. I'm not talking about a month from now. I'm talking about right now, uh, around 20 games into the season. Who is better? Which teams are better than the Toronto Raptors? Bucks, Lakers, full stop. That's it. Bucks, Lakers, that's it? And even then, that's on shaky ground. We have the experience on the Bucks, and we beat them last year. But you, you got to say the Bucks and the Lakers. Yes. Uh, okay. But I don't think anybody else. I don't think anybody else, really. I wonder if we're all going to be in, in agreement here because that is my exact take. So we're third in terms of record. We're third in terms of net rating. Our schedule has been much tougher than L.A. We smacked L.A. at home. Um, you know, the Bucks beat us. Uh, for, you know, we, we were definitely, we had all our players. They beat us at home. There was a bit of a revenge game. The Bucks have a better net rating. They've also had a harder schedule than the Raptors so far. So I think saying the Bucks are better than the Raptors is, is fair to me. And, you know, when I think about a seven-game series, I just, I still give LeBron that respect. So for me, you know, maybe there's some, some fringe teams like the Clippers or... Depending, you know, if you're super high on uh, the Mavericks or something, but for you know, maybe maybe you think they're better than the Raptors. But for me, right now, it's the Lakers and the Bucks. I totally agree with you, Alex. Anthony, how are you feeling about that? Are we too high? Are we too low? No, I think that's like that's pretty accurate. Um, yeah, just based even just solely on record, like it is the Lakers and the Bucks that are better to us. I. Uh, I don't know. I have this feeling that the Clippers are really going to start picking up once everything starts clicking with PG and Kawhi on the right. floor. And it already is. Mm -hmm. And they're looking a little scary. Yeah. But are they better than the Lakers like at this current moment? No. And yeah. are they better than the Bucks? No. The Clippers? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so, so if we got thrown into a seven-game series right now with the Clippers, are you taking the Raptors? I mean... Yeah. Are you betting against Kawhi? I'm betting against Kawhi. Yeah. I I think I am too, and it sounds insane. And I'm not even basing that off of, you know, kind of like shutting him down because I think you play Kawhi in a series. I mean, the Raptors are incredible on defense, but I don't think we shut Kawhi down. I don't even think we really shut PG down. Mm. But I think we still could beat them. We could. Um, Alex, I'm going to throw the same question at you. Um Okay, yeah, so we're in a series with the Lakers or the Bucks. I totally totally agree with you. You know, we had that kind of, that, that recency edge on the Bucks. But, you know, put, putting the Lakers and the Bucks aside, because I feel like we generally all agree on that, is there any other teams you think, hey, if the Raptors are in a series with, let's say, the Rockets or the Clippers, would any of those teams beat us? I don't think so. I really don't. We're so deep as well and playoff deep. Like we're, we are an eight man rotation that could easily be a nine and don't discount what that ninth can do in the playoffs. Like those are hard minutes and the games are just so on top of each other. A ninth instead of just eight would be massive, even though we could comfortably go with eight as well. Nobody. I mean, the heat, I just don't think they've been there yet is as good as they look. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy, he, he torched us last year a bit in that series. Yep. Mm -hmm. But he was great. no one on that team really scares me outside of him. And the West is, is such a – you're only going to have to worry about one team. You know what I mean? We don't have to, we don't have to beat any of those teams in the series. There's one Western team in a series, and I think we could do that. 
I think you're, I think you're, I wouldn't you're be dead excited on. about playing the Nuggets in the finals. Yeah, I mean, I think the Raptors, um, you know, there's so much to be decided still. How much does Boucher develop from now till April? Is Siakam tired? Is Fred tired? Is OG even somehow better at defense? Uh, what about our vets? How are they holding up? So, you Here's know, obviously. Question. Is Fred on a heater right now or is this who he is? Because if this is who he is, we have to be the title favorite out of the East. If he's on a heater, well, you know, he, he goes hot and cold. I, hey, sorry, Anthony, it seems like you wanted to say something. I, I think this is Fred. Like, I, I honestly think, like, something awoke in him during the playoffs. And, like, especially mm-hmm. during that Golden State series and at the end of the 76er series, like, he is the real deal. I mean, he's even, we talked about this before the pod, but he's even advertising for ASMR oh, yeah. commercials now. <laughs> Fred's doing it all. I wonder if he, like, is, like, practicing his ASMR by, like, by whispering, like, against his opponents, like, boxing one. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh. If, like, like, before he hits a three, if someone's D'ing him up, he just goes, boxing one. And they're like, pardon me? And then he just jacks yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to you, Anthony, for this this uh, this next question. Sure. Um, and this is kind of to where Alex was going with with our depth, with our eight, with our nine. You know, we're we're a playoff team, so it, you know, and and we're we're contenders, and we're thinking about things, or I'm thinking about things in terms of back to back. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not one of these American analysts that's wondering if the Raptors can do it. I'm wondering how they can do it. Right. You know, like we're we're champions. And we're defending our title. So that's what's up. But, um, yeah, you know, Terrence Davis, I think, proved himself. Boucher oh, so proved happy. himself. Yeah. Ronde proved himself. Mm-hmm. And with Ibaka back, obviously Boucher is benched. So, you know, you have to think, when Lowry comes back, I mean, TD's probably going to get benched. And, you know, maybe you'd say, well, you know, TD is out- outperforming Norm or whatever, but... As far as hierarchy, well, let's just assume that's the scenario for right now. Mm-hmm. And that Rondé is the guy that's kind of like got that, I don't know, that, that eighth spot. I, 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 yeah, I guess, I guess that's kind of my question to you is, is Rondé the guy? Like between those three guys, did he win that battle? For, cause, cause Norm's kind of the seventh man, right? Yeah. So is the eighth man Rondé? Yes, I think so. I just think like the way he has played this season thus far and like the hustle he's shown and defensively he's he's been more than what I ever expected or more than I ever saw from previous iterations of Rondé mm-hmm. and he's like pretty good at like driving and he's got like some decent layup moves too which has been uh Another surprising development in his game. His passing. What about his passing? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's too. Flashy, like behind. Rondé is so much fun. Yeah. Like obviously the Raptors fan base is like totally into this guy. He's just, he's an entertainer. You know I love. I, mean? the, I just love his like tenacity to make plays and to just like, he just really gives it when oh, he's man. out there, and that totally. is that is definitely like on brand for like this generation of the Raptors, and like, and I really love what he's brought to the rotation thus far. And like, I think, yeah, I think he does have that eighth spot. And it's, you know, it's kind of cool to have, you know, it, it, our, our whole squad is kind of like, you know, searching for threes or cutting or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But then you just have an, uh, this, this guy Rondé 
who's like a full JYD out there. He's, you know, he's doing the Reggie Evans thing and he's kind of <laughs> just, he's just prowling for rebounds yeah. and he's just chasing the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, it, it seems like a clear role. It's, it seems like what, when Masai went out and got him, this is what he was thinking. Yes. And, and Leo kind of touched on, sometimes you, br- you bring a player in for a certain role. Like, let's say, I think Bismack's a good example. You bring him in for a certain role, but then they start doing that role and, and, and you quickly realize they can do way more. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the case with, uh, with RHJ. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me throw a similar, but kind of like further down the line question to you, Alex. So let's say, well, I guess if you disagree that Rondé's won the spot, let me know. But if if he has won the spot, do you think he should win the spot, or or is it more pertinent to develop, you know, a guy like Boucher or or Terrence, who we know is on contract for more than this year? That's a fantastic question because to be honest with you, Boucher is really impressing me. Yeah, and I can't believe it. Like he, I. His hustle and his hops, I did not realize how jumpy he was, but I still think you have to give it to Jefferson. He's been fantastic, absolutely yeah. terrific. Mm-hmm. He torched us last year. I, I expected this because I went to the game last year when Brooklyn was here, and he, I think he put up like 24, 8, and 7, and I had never heard of him. And I was like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. When we got him, I was super psyched. This, this is fully expected. He is an absolute load yeah five tool player i absolutely love him it's a shame that there's no way we can keep him next year especially because the better he plays the more he's going to make next year mm-hmm. i just hope he doesn't stay in the atlantic like go to the west buddy i don't want to play you anymore yeah he's he's frustrating uh you know he frustrates opponents it's like i think you know if you shut down a team and this guy keeps getting rebounds it's really annoying. And the Raptors are kind of like a bad offensive rebounding team and rebounding team in general, which is always yep. a bit of a misleading stat because part of the reason we're bad at rebounding is because we're so good at making people miss. Mm-hmm. Um, rebounding is one of those stats that you, know, you can cut it a bunch of different ways. But um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you guys. I think, I think, I mean, I presented the question, you know, kind of with my opinion, obviously, but uh yeah, you know, I think Boucher's going to continue to get that opportunity. And, you know, he's, uh, you know, uh, a, a Gasol rest game away from playing more. Or he's another tweaked ankle. So I think Boucher's in the mix. Um, and I think he's also proven that he's really effective guarding wings, which is, which is kind of a game changer. Like, watching him close out on threes is just nuts. Like, he covers so much ground, and he's so long... I don't know how you would hit a shot against that guy. Yeah, he's he's he is really really impressive. And to go back to TD for a second, sure, I was like pretty excited when we signed him in the summer league. Like, yeah, I think the first time I ever did the pod, I was like, I think like there's something in this like Terrence Davis guy. And I, and I was just like, he he looks good offensively, and he's he attacks the basket pretty aggressively, and he plays so confidently on. Uh, on defense, I was like, "Oh man, there! I think there's something there." And sure enough, like he has been eating up those minutes that, um, mm-hmm. in the absence of Lowry, and like, and just taking these like really confident contested contested threes. And I'm just like, "I know, holy it's crap! Amazing. Like this guy's this guy's so good." Yeah, and I, I think I, 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 you know, I don't want to speak for you too, but I feel like with with Terrence, it definitely feels like okay, you can. 
you can watch for a little while, even though you have proven you are good. Mm-hmm. I would love to unleash him on the G League. You, you know, can, when, when Lowry uh, comes he back, comfortable. Oh yeah, just like listen, like send this guy to the G League. Um, all of the offense is through you. You take forty shots a game, and you play forty minutes a game, and you are the team. So that when you come back to the NBA, you're just like that. You're like Fred, you know, yeah. right? Um, or Norm. We, you know, we did that with Norm. We un- like Norm was in the G League for like a month, and then they like had to pull him out because they were like, "Stop, stop! He's already dead." Yeah, like he was just <laughs> he was just beasting. So yeah. it's kind of like, yeah. all right, uh, you know. Um, but uh, okay, let's let's move let's move on here. Um, kind of a similar question to my first. Uh, you know, kind of rap. This is, this is a Raptors confident podcast mm-hmm. and maybe in a month from now, maybe if we go on a losing streak, you know, we'll, we'll have to kind of reckon with it, but uh, it just doesn't seem like it's headed that way. Uh, I'll start with, uh, I'll start with you, Alex. Um, give me a list of players right now that you think are better than Pascal Siakam. Okay. See with this question, it's always one of those, Okay, if I'm going to draft a team, who right. am I? We're doing a fantasy draft of the entire league. You know what I mean? I'm actually going to start a franchise in real life. I get one player. Okay. That's how I'm going to answer that question. And I'm going to go, like, these are without blinking, but wait, not in order. Let me just say this, Alex. Factor it in just for this season, because I feel like when age comes into the mix, you know, Okay, a player that's that older season, than that Pascal. is huge difference. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll, yeah, I'll, I just mean uh, raw, yeah. like Giannis all NBA right now, style. Have to say. Sorry, it's all, it's all my phone. Giannis, one that's you, you can't argue, yep. you can't not argue that. Definitely better. Yep. This, mm-hmm. we, we we can't get on the, our Raptors Kool Aid of I'm telling you, man, Terrence Ross could be first team All Pro this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, LeBron. I mean, what, are we really going to pretend that's not true? It's true. Anthony LeBron's Davis, better. are we going to pretend that's not true? Yep. And here's what's cool. I'm not saying I'm putting him in that fourth, but that's when you really start slowing down right? how quickly and confidently you can say these players. Because you know what? The back end matters, and Harden is a bit of a confirmed playoff dip out like he's not he's not the same guy mm-hmm. but yeah okay i'll put harden at four okay me too said. <clears throat> and that's tough that's even tough to say and that's crazy and yeah. i you can't judge pascal on his upward trajectory either if you're talking right now that's also, right that's right like yeah that he's it's, still it's, getting better every game it's what we're talking right now exactly then yeah i'm gonna say even though he's not having the best season Jokic is absolutely nuts it's it's nuts what he's doing. Okay, so that's that's I put Pascal in that sixth spot. So so he's your yeah okay. Uh, I, I guess before I jump in here, um, give me your list, Anthony, and let's not focus on where you disagree with Alex. Just mm-hmm. give me your list of kind of the same logic applied this season. Currently better. You know, we're, we're, yeah, we're not thinking the end of the season. We're not thinking just kind of like right now. Right as now. Is. Yeah. Uh, Giannis, LeBron, Anthony Davis. Mm, uh, it, yeah, it definitely, it definitely does slow down after that. It's fun, right? Um, yeah, Luca. Luca. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then. 
Yeah, Pascal. <laughs> How amazing is this conversation? Yeah. This is kind of why I wanted to have it. So I might be a bit, we're all a little bit different, but we're all kind of the same. So for me, it's, it's Giannis, LeBron, AD, James Harden. So those are my four guys that I'm like, yes, I think they're better. Mm. And then I really start to think about, okay, wait a second. How much better, if better at all? And when I think about Luka and I think about Jokic, I also think about defense. And Pascal is an elite defender. So that to me, just it just brings him, it, 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 you know, because they're both better on offense. Yes. Like, like I think, you know, you know, some might say quite a bit better, um, but not as 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 much as James Harden. And the other guy for me, who I think at this point, watching him this season so far, I still think is better than Pascal. Don't say Andrew Wiggins. No, Don't do it. Okay, <laughs> Andrew Wiggins. No, no. Oh my god. Uh, I think my, I think someone would just like come in and turn this podcast off. Like there's a big button, and they just shut it off permanently. Like they like just have like God's finger would yeah. would go through my house and just shut it off. Um, no, is uh, is Kawhi Leonard? Okay, is, is my other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we all have, you know, you had Luca. Yeah. Uh, Alex had Jokic, and I have Kawhi. Um, and and Kawhi versus Pascal is even pretty debatable. I think you know when you think about you know Pascal not resting. Right. Pascal, I think playing better defense right now than mm-hmm. Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just insane that we have a player that's this good. Can you imagine if this team really, sorry, I'm just like thinking out loud, but I'm actually going to throw this as like a rhetorical question to you, Alex, but can you imagine tanking with a player as good as Pascal Siakam just entering his prime, Alex? That team tanking? No, like, like, could, could you imagine this Raptors team deciding to tank or, or, or not be competitive with a player, oh, like, you know, based sorry, on this conversation no, we just had. Yeah. No, we, with the next four years, we're never sellers at the deadline. Uh, we're never off season holding on to this idea of, oh, maybe we're going to change everything. Like we're, there's no Kawhi deal coming up. Right. There's no crazy shift. Our team is centered around Pascal Siakam. We all off season, everyone was saying like, man, it sucks though that we had a player that good, like that dominant like, and on our team and he's gone. And it's like, oh no, you're 43 is ready actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's Because insane. he's a magnet. When he drives, the way that you watch, the way defenses react when he has the ball and it is the same way defenses react when Steph's coming off the screen, when Giannis is driving, like he has that magnet of like him just being on the floor makes everybody so much better just by proxy to him. Mm-hmm. And then, and I'm just going to, uh, you know, we haven't talked about um, uh, the, the Utah game last night. So I'm just going to jump Ooh. right in there. Like his, uh, I, will, uh, I forget what to say. I think his stat line was like 35, five and five. So I, I might have the rebounds and the assists wrong there, but um I, I, I texted I texted Roger Bainbridge of the podcast and I was like, Siakam's going for a career high. 
And uh, then I actually, when me and Alex were talking last night on Facebook, I was like, Pascal's going for a career high. And Alex had the, the funniest response because he was like, I was there for his career high, which I kind of interpreted as like, as like, trust me, like he's hot, but it's not tonight. And, and, <laughs> and Alex is right because it was such a blowout right. that the game wasn't competitive enough for Pascal to play long enough mm-hmm. to, to, you know, get one of those games. But he just... I don't know what the deal is with Utah, but he just, you know, kind of jogs into a post-up, keeps his eye on Gobert, and then just puts everyone else in the torture chamber, like the the, the Kevin McHale torture chamber, where it's like, <laughs> there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And that Certain players finish. cannot guard him. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, the way he finishes, he- like... That like just like that step through where he just goes like step and then lays it up like nobody can defend that and last night we really saw that yeah like unless you have a Jonathan Isaac or kind of a special type of guy you're you're just in trouble mm-hmm. um, I, I I actually thought that um, Utah was gonna maybe aggressively double him and it was it was pretty similar to the way the Pelicans guarded him which right. was not at all. Um, you know what I mean? And it's, it was strange because Utah is such a smart, savvy, good defense. Mm-hmm. Yes. That I, I just, I didn't expect us to roast them like that. Like it's. No, I did not at all. It's like yeah. they didn't. It's like they're the, you know, ESPN NBA power rankings. Like they don't watch us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it was, man. It was uh-huh. weird to see because mm-hmm. I was kind of like, you know, Snyder is a brilliant coach. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, other coaches have given us a, or, or you know, they've 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 tactically they've planned for Pascal pretty well. I, I feel like. Um, anyways, yeah, it's 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 all gravy with with, with Pascal. And, and I think before we move on, um, and I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll hit you both up. Do you, do you have anything else to say about Pascal Siakam? Oh, for now, I just think he's fantastic. And even in that, in the late stages of that Utah game, when they were trying to like mount their comeback. <laughs> I, I'm going to air quotes combat. Yeah. Come back. Um, a with, 50 point third quarter that <laughs> didn't matter. That was weird. They like were starting to double Siakam and then he like, he would just like kick it out. And then we, we got Norm just like hucking up threes. Yeah. And all, Norm's Danny Green now. Yeah. I was like, what's happening? Uh, and even, and even Fred, he, we're, I'm looking at the, the stat line right now. He shot. Five from seven or five for seven from three, and like that's pretty. That's pretty crazy. Like the whole oh, yeah. the whole team is just balling out. Like they're they're making threes like crazy. Even Ibaka coming off an injury last oh. night was just hucking them up, and they were going yeah. in. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I loved how Ibaka it's was like, I'm gonna eat. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what what did you say, Alex? The big dog gonna eat. Yeah, yeah. that's Surge, buddy. He's he's, Surge, he's yeah. reinvigorated. Yeah. He's a whole back to his OKC self officially now. Like, yeah, and he understands who he is on this team too. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like some of those shots, he's like looking back at Boucher, and he was like, "You couldn't cut it." Yeah, and yeah. Like, no, you did good, Boucher. <laughs> yeah, but, but Surge is just like, like w- I, I, there was one play where. You know, I don't even think he dunked it. I think he got an N one or something. And his battle cry was so intense. Yeah. I'm like, you must yep. how are you not scared of that guy? Like if I was <laughs> on the court with Surge, I'd be like, sub me out, coach. Yeah. No thank you. I'm not playing with this guy. No thank he's you. He's a nut. Uh, he's out there speaking three different languages depending on who he's talking to, and you're yeah. like, that's adding to the fear factor. I don't want to be around this 
multilingual yeah. murderer. <laughs> I know. He's like, I speak Spanish, French, English, and guess what? I'm going to headbutt the uh, I'm going to headbutt the back of the rim after yeah. I score. Um, are you, are you, uh, who's it? Was it Marquise Chris? Who was the guy? Who's the guy in Cleveland where he, where he's like, uh, tried to choke from behind. Oh yeah. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. that was Marquise Chris. Yeah. I think <laughs> that was maybe the scariest I've seen Serge. Yeah. I was like, Oh, honestly, keep it light. Okay. Yeah. Serge. <laughs> no more of that. How hungry are you? He also didn't connect with anything. It was like, Whoa, God, what would have happened if he did? Oh yeah. Yeah. He like took a huge like haymaker and he just missed. But if, yeah. he, if he didn't miss, that's lights out. Okay, let's uh, let's talk some NBA. Um, Maddie, if you're ready, would you give me... Uh, I don't even know if it's a sting anymore. It's probably a weird sound collage. <laughs> but Maddie, would you give me that NBA sting? <coughs> Can, Can somebody, somebody get, get nurse, nurse a, a fisherman's, fisherman's friend, please? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it leaves you with the feeling of why. For the win! Wow. Remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> See, wow. that's wonderful. Someone in an alley coughing? I don't know. A little less appealing, I think. I know. I feel like I cough a lot on this podcast, too, so they're just like, geez, what is wrong with him? He's sick. Even though that's the second time you've done that sound cue, I thought it was somebody coughing. Yeah. I was right about to be like, oh, Alex is back out on the ice again. But no, it's a, it's a, it's a cough you've built into the sound You're effect. damn right I did. Cheers. Um, okay, Anthony, let's, let's start with you here. Um, yeah, just, just go whatever direction you want here. What team is shocking you the most good or bad? Just what team are you looking at on a regular basis being like, what Phoenix baby Phoenix still. Cause they yeah. started to lose a bit, right? They're, they're starting to lose now. They're I think they're coming back down to earth, but like, I'm gonna, I think they're still in a playoff spot. They're yeah, in yeah. eighth, eight and 10, just on the cusp. But but their net rating is one point eight, so you know not good. But it's like they're winning. Yeah, which I didn't think they were going to at yeah. all. I was like, what are you doing in the off season? Like they they traded away a bunch of players, let a bunch of guys go, and then like they brought in what Aaron Baines, and I was they like, brought in Baines, Rubio, and yeah. was it Sharich? Oh uh, no. yeah. Oh wait, I don't remember when Sarich came. Uh, but yeah, like the team didn't look great going into the season and I think they really started to put it together after Aiton got suspended like Aaron, mm -hmm. Aaron Baines like took up a bunch of those minutes and like I didn't realize he could kind of shoot that was impressive you know Aaron Baines does deserve some love he's been a revelation he was a you know a Boston Celtics fans who I just always discount as being insane. Um, <laughs> we're always talking about how vital a role he is. And I think we are seeing in Phoenix that like this guy can play. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, not every guy is going to rack up stats, even though I think Aaron Baines has a pretty, pretty solid kind of n numbers this year, but he just does the right thing. He's rough and tumble. He, you know, sets really meaningful big screens, but yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at the roster right now that, you know, they got a bunch of like kind of, competitors Tyler Johnson mm -hmm. um I think Devin Booker is, is actually good he's not an empty numbers guy yeah you know Kelly Oubre Jr. I think is for real mm -hmm. um they just yeah they're kind of like the way people talked about the Knicks 
in the offseason? Like, hey, maybe they're not going to be that bad. I, sorry, I, just to cover myself, I always assume the Knicks are going to be one of the worst teams in the world. Um, like in any sport. You're usually right. Yeah, that's just my, my, until they're not, my assumption is that the Knicks are an outright embarrassment. Um, but, uh, but Phoenix is kind of like who the Knicks, you know, sold themselves out. Oh, we got Randall and, you know, we got Morris and, uh, and Taj Gibson. We're, we're this, you know, we, we don't have a lot of good players, but we're, we're scrappy. Um, but uh, that's Phoenix. Yeah. It's not the Knicks. And like, I, I was watching this video about um, their offense and like apparently there's like some system that their coaches put in place where it's like in the first couple of seconds of you getting the ball, you either decide to you have to decide to either pass, shoot or drive. And like that has really made a difference in the way that they move the ball on offense. And it's like really making a lot of open shots happen. And that's right. like been really impressive to watch. And Rubio has facilitated super Rubio's well. looking fantastic, man. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Alex, I'll throw to you. Who's your biggest uh, surprise, good or bad? I'm going to go outside the lines a little bit, and I'm sorry. It's it's not even just – it's not the team as much as it is one guy, the Dallas Mavericks. What are we watching right now? It's mm-hmm. It feels mm-hmm. like there's um, – we're in a horror movie, you know? And remember at the beginning when like four people have been like slain, but everyone else at the party's like, nothing's wrong, right? Yeah. No one's noticed those four people missing. What is Luca doing? He's 20. He's, he's 20. It's terrifying. I, I have to say, Dallas, what is, what's happening? What, and no one's even talking. We're all talking about it, but it's like it's normal. It's not normal. This is on some magic LeBron level stuff. And I think the league is just so filled with so many great players and teams right now that it's just hard to accept that, oh, my God, this time from next year, it might be a 21-year-old that's better than everybody. And this team might be better than everybody. And it might be unstoppable. Right? I mean, as someone who doubted Luca early on, I, you know, I'm trying to say on a regular basis that, that I'm not a doubter anymore. Mm-hmm. I had what I thought was a fairly nuanced argument. Uh, but, uh, I was, I was straight up very, very wrong. So during his, his rookie season, uh, I, I didn't think, uh, he was an all-star in the West. I still don't think he was an all-star in the West, uh, in his rookie season. Um, but part of my argument was that, uh, you know, the league would kind of adapt a little bit and, and his defense was, you know, not good enough and um and you know his his uh three-point shooting percentage wasn't special enough and i just kind of assumed he wasn't on his way to being an mvp at any point i thought maybe you know way later in his career but he is legitimately in the conversation for mvp yes in his second year mm-hmm. um maybe the at dust will point. settle a little bit but let me just read off these stats okay he is 30, and he, okay, and you know, adjust for inflation, right? Five, six years ago, everyone's stats are up, but still. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's 30.6 points a game, 9.9 rebounds a game, 9.6 assists a game, 48% from the field, which is pretty good, 33% from uh, the three-point line, which is, you know, a little bit 
below Rusty. league average, but it's 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 like Harden, you know, is shooting thirty one percent, right? So mm-hmm. just by comparison, there, um, you know, eighty two percent from the free throw line. Uh, I believe he has the highest per in the NBA. Um, this guy's out of control, and 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 Alex, I mean, yeah, that's a very very good answer. This guy. I mean, that should be my answer, but since it's uh, a podcast and I want three different takes, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go in a different direction. But <clears throat> I mean, if you're not surprised by Luca, I guess you were, yeah, you were on that train right away. Um, I don't know. You should, any, everyone should be surprised by a guy that's like threatening to be the MVP in a second year. Right. It's, he's, it's, it's so magic good. LeBron shit. Like what yeah. Alex said last night, he literally just like, lightly dribble past the entire LA Lakers defense and like KCP and he just like threw it down yeah, I and that. I was like oh my god like this guy's amazing what? <laughs> like, I never seen somebody protect he doesn't move that fast but he protects the ball mm-hmm. while driving yeah. like I've never seen before you know what I mean it's like yes. he shields the ball with his body while in motion and I'm like well I thought you could only do that when you post up it looks like you're running backwards at times it's crazy. Yeah, we're in this era where a lot of big, big guys are dribbling and handling the ball, and it's kind of just like opening up different stuff. Like we're seeing it with Pascal. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Towns is doing it a bunch more this year. Um, you know, guys like Simmons and obviously LeBron, but there's just so many big guys handling the ball on a regular basis. Like, it, it, you know, it makes me look at other guys who are starting to get those handles, like Jonathan Isaac, and I'm like, wow, what could you be yeah. when you develop, like, a pick and roll? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, my my team, um, and it's it's a little bit centered around a player as well, but I, the, the team that surprised me the most, just because, you know, it doesn't seem like they suck, uh, but I, I got to say it's the Miami Heat. Um, because mm-hmm. f- for me that, you know, I, I, I was flirting for this answer with, with the T wolves, but the T wolves are kind of, they've regressed just enough to be like, okay, they're, they are better. Wiggins mm-hmm. has improved. Towns mm-hmm. is amazing, but they're still, you know, like a fringe playoff team. Right. The heat to me seem like they've supplanted the Celtics and the Sixers as a, you know, a home court team in the East. And and who knows? Maybe that will regress a little bit, but it seems like you know Butler has finally got his team. Yeah. He's finally got his like full control, and and Spo is is always an underrated coach. But yeah, I remember listening to uh, I think it was Zach Lowe who said, uh, you know, the, the Heat are going to be third in the East. And I, I you know I rarely doubt Zach Lowe, who knows so much more than me, obviously. Mm-hmm. But my I did. I was like, what? What, what do you mean, Bam out of bio? Kelly Olynyk, Deion Waiters? I don't think so. And it's not even those guys necessarily. There's a, there's a lot of good players. Hero's a good rookie. Um, that guy, uh, Robinson, yeah, Duncan is Robinson awesome. Yeah, Robinson is sick. Um, they're just, they're a lot like the Raptors, where it's like you, you look at the roster and you're like, I don't know these guys. And none But as they're well. good. That, guy is, that guy's pretty good too. Who? None. Oh, yeah, it's like N-U-N-N? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I honestly haven't watched a bunch of him, but yeah, that kind of goes to my point of like not knowing guys. And um, okay, let's uh, let's move on here um, to uh, Anthony. I'll start with you. Mm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, by the way, but no coach has been fired so far. Is that an NBA record? But you know, usually there's a there's a early firing, right? Um, yeah. Pa- there- is Pop on the chopping block? 
Well, no, was, I mean, God. I don't know. Is he? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but, but Anthony, I'll start with you. Who is anyone on the chopping block? Uh, or, you know, if so, who? Oh, Fisdale, maybe. <laughs> yes. That's uh, actually a fantastic answer. Cause because they, they're because of really the Knicks. bad. Yeah. yeah. They're, and like, obviously New York needs somebody to blame. And like they, yeah, the they, first person that yeah. they're going to go to is the coach. So probably fits. I think that's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up and down the standings and, and the Knicks have, you know, it's only going to get worse from here. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, he's, he's playing guys like, you know, Marcus Morris over young guys. Yeah. And like development. So I could totally see them being, being like, all right, we're going to use you as an example. What did you, th- sorry, what did you guys think of Cantor coming out and saying that, you know what, James Dolan, he, he's not the problem. He's not the reason. Did you hear that quote? That he, I didn't see that, yeah. but that's the funniest thing yeah, because he's, like, he's not the one to blame is what he, he for yeah. sure <laughs> is. Yeah. So I like <laughs> Ennis Cantor, but dude, so no. over the place. I Dolan guess. is a nightmare. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, Alex, do, do, do you have a, do you have a guy? Uh, or yeah, is it Fisdale? Is, is there anyone you're thinking like, you know, it's kind of maybe on the chopping block? Well, I kind of ex- really expected Scott Brooks to be fired by now. And I thought the Wizards would be way worse than they are. Mm. But I still think it'll be Brooks because mm. I think they're going to, I mean, they're clearly just fighting a full teardown. And yeah, I think they're going to wake up to the money ball, uh, trust the process idea of, okay, well, we can't just be a mediocre team, a mediocre bad team. And I think they're going to realize it's time to get rid of Beal because it's not like he's as good as a and you can just build a whole team around him for like years and years and years to come. <laughs> that he's, was not, awesome. he's not a Siakam guy. And I think they're realizing that and they're going to send him out because you can still get a big return for him and blow it up. And if you're going to blow it up, send your loser coach packing too. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good one. Um, I had a couple options here, but I'm going to settle on Terry Stotts of the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, you know, just a fantastic coach who's been there for a long time. Uh, and I think the Blazers kind of gutted their support supporting cast. So they just look bad. Like they're eight and 12, you know, maybe they improve throughout the season, but uh I think they got McCollum, Willard, and I think they probably don't want to break up that core. Carmelo. Carmelo, sorry, the <laughs> Mello, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's just not a lot of, like, if Portland is, is if it's looking like they're going to miss the playoffs, I think that fan base is not going to have it. And the owner's never going to fire themselves. Uh, they can't trade Lillard. They probably won't trade McCollum. Um and uh, and Terry Stotts seems like a pretty pretty good fall guy there. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's do our last NBA question here, uh, Alex. I'm going to start with you again. Um, and this is kind of it kind of links a little bit to what you're saying with the Wizards, and you know, like middling and and that sort of thing. And uh, you know, looking at the Eastern Conference standings, the drop off uh, after the Pacers. You know, the Nets are 500, but, but you know, when I formed this question, the Nets were still 9 and 10. But, you, you know, like, l- l- let's just, let's stick there because 500 is not, not good. So the drop off after, after the Pacers is pretty big. Who do you think, um, 
like like which which of these teams and I'll and I'll list them off for you do not suck. So we got we got the we got the Brooklyn Nets, the Orlando Magic, the Charlotte Hornets, the Detroit Pistons, uh, Washington Wizards, Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavaliers, Atlanta Hawks, New York Knicks. So that's I just I just listed nine teams. So which of those nine teams I listed do not suck in your opinion? The Pistons. Uh, I think DC is is uh, I I love him and I think he gets the most out of his guys. I yeah. think in that respect he's a good coach, but the game is slapping him right now. And I think the Lakers yeah. are showing with the way they're playing. You know, you don't just need threes. It doesn't need to be like what we're doing. The mm-hmm. rap, the Lakers are making it work. Yep. Um, with you know twos and pick and rolls. I think you know with Drummond and Blake. Is still there. They should be doing better, and I think it's on DC. I think he's probably. I'm not watching a ton of Pistons, but I'm following them a bit because I'm curious. Because I think Blake. I mean, I, he's making like, you know, moving threes off of screens now. That's that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, to watch that guy develop like that, and I think he's holding them back. And I yeah. think they're not. I don't think they suck. I think they they are a good team, and. You know, you talked about us having a, a rebound weakness earlier, and you don't see it as a weakness. I do. And I think, like, we would be a bad matchup with Detroit, and they did play us tough last year. I don't think they suck. I think D.C. sucks. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, everyone else kind of sucks. Now, the Magic, I wasn't as up on as everybody else. I don't think they suck, but I don't think they don't suck. <laughs> that is, like, basically what this question is, because – you know, none of these, like, no one wants to vouch too hard for any of these teams, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a pretty interesting answer with the with, with the Pistons, because for me, I guess I disagree a little bit with the roster. I think Blake and Drummond was never really a good fit. I think they both take up too much space. And Blake's three-point shooting and playmaking is good. But it's not like Pascal good. It's not like friendly to, and it's also Drummond too. I think his lack of development. But but again, th- this is a scenario where, you know, even though I'm a guy who does like Casey, this is his second year coaching the Pistons, and whatever you know, there there's a lot of bad players on that team. But it's like, hey, the East sucks. You're seven mm-hmm. and thirteen. You shouldn't be seven and thirteen. Mm-hmm. You should be a lot mm-hmm. closer to five hundred if you have Blake Griffin on your roster in the East. You just should be. Mm-hmm. Um, my team that doesn't uh, suck is the Orlando Magic, which is weird. it's also a weird conversation because I think <laughs> as a Raptors fan, it's like, oh, yo, you, what do you mean the team that we like beat the crap out of every day? <laughs> what do you mean that team doesn't <laughs> suck? But you know, I think we're really good, and I think they've played us three times. Uh, and obviously they've lost those games. Uh, but if they'd never played the Raptors, they'd be eight and 10. And, you know, Markel Fultz, I think is going to make, get better, you know, every week. Yeah. And I think Gordon has some stuff. I, I think they have a lot of room to grow and I think they will grow and I think they're good on D. Um, so I don't think they suck. Everyone else. Um, I kind of think they do suck. Um, Anthony, uh, who, who doesn't suck? I can list them off again for you if you want. Um, I've got them in front of me here. Okay. Who doesn't suck? <clears throat> well, <laughs> I think... <laughs> oh. That's why people are like, the Raptors should tank. It's like, please just look at the Eastern yeah. Conference standings <laughs> yeah. once. There are nine teams that are terrible. 
Oh, that's real. This is this is a tough question. I think Brooklyn doesn't suck. It's just the problem is Kyrie Irving. Right. Um, they have good players. I mean, man, Torian yeah. Prince, yeah, uh, Allen, Lavert, mm-hmm. Dinwiddie, mm-hmm. Harris. Like yep. they have guys. Yeah. Sorry. Beef, beef jerky mm-hmm. Joe played really well <laughs> last night. No, wait, wait, sorry. Can you explain that nickname to me? Because I was when I was watching the game, they're like beef jerky, and I was like, whoa, I, whoa, whoa. I also don't know the, oh, yeah, okay, the okay. genesis of the nickname. Fair enough, fair enough. but the, um, it seems like everyone knows. Okay, everybody sorry. knows that beef jerky Joe is the nickname. I just don't <laughs> I know. know where it comes from. Beef I know. <laughs> yeah, like they, um, there's like, like last night. I think I saw like peak uh, NBA. 2019 2020 season Ewing effect um, when like the the Nets were playing the Heat and they just looked so much better without Kyrie on the floor and it was like it was mind boggling to me I was like Kyrie should be making this team so much better but when he wasn't playing it was just everything was moving a lot more fluidly Beef Jerky Joe was playing really <laughs> aggressively he was dr- he was driving for like these really hard contested layups. He was taking good shots. Uh, Dinwiddie played really well as also. And like, I, I don't think they suck. I just think that like the media circus around Kyrie really is distracting them from, right. From being the best they can be. And also I, I, I kind of like Charlotte in a way I'm wearing my Japanese Charlotte Hornets t-shirt. I know right I saw now. that. It's cool. Um, I, I really like, um, PJ Washington, uh, PJ Washington, is I feel like he's gonna break the uh, the the single game three point record. This he's, year. Yeah, he's, his first game he had seven threes. He's amazing. It's a different NBA man. Yeah, watching him in college uh, in the NCAA tournament last year was pretty impressive. He was out for one game and they were really uh, Kentucky was really bad. And then he, when he came back, it was just like a whole different team. And then Devonta Graham has been pretty surprising there as well. He's making like Terry Rozier look like such a horrible horrible signing uh and i think like i think we can pull it together they're they're ninth right now and like we know that a lot of the teams in the east suck so like they could easily jump up to seventh yeah i, I think that's pretty fair um <laughs> matt, i was matt, gonna say you, are, are you are you researching that nickname that's what matt's doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. no i'm not <laughs> no i'm not i'm really i'm just looking at the atlanta hawks record in november and i'm like what I thought this team started at 500 for, you know, they're almost at 10 games. It's the Hawks. Yeah. They're on like a 10 game losing streak right now. They won two out of 15 in November. Wow. So it's not the Hawks. So I'll just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The East. See, this is like, like if anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know, I'm always kind of angling to being to, you know, to this point of kind of like, well, maybe, you know, the conferences will even out and maybe the East isn't that bad. This is the year I've been very quiet on that because every time I look at the Raptors, you know, like schedule coming up, I'm like, oh my God, it's like, we're. It's like we're like a top level premiership team and we're going through that like early uh that early kind of part where you you play a lot of like just sub part like teams that are just not on your level. Mm-hmm. Um okay, let's uh let, let's move on to some quickish questions. You guys up for that? Oh yeah. All right. Maddie, give me that quickish questions sting. Quickish questions. <laughs> I don't know what Matt keeps laughing about, and I guess 
You'll also never know, listener. You know, I'm like that guy in uh, in the Big Lebowski who's just like looking at a magazine and laughing hysterically. And yeah, you know, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Wait, are you actually that guy? Or are you gonna yeah, tell that's us? That's me. No, no, I don't. <laughs> I just was laughing at this thing. <sighs> oh, I see. I see. Okay, Matt. Um, all right. So, uh, Anthony, yes, Alex. You know how this works. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to stutter. I'm going to slur. I'm going to get sloppy through some questions. Yes. Um, you got to answer as quick as you can. Yep. And, um, and you know, no phone a friend, no stalling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, let's do this. Alex, I'm going to start with you. This is coming from Tom. Which NBA player or coach is most likely to secretly be a serial killer. Vogel, he looks like it. He just feels like it. <laughs> yeah. And a long career in basketball where no one saw it coming to. Perfect yeah. alibi, yeah. Vogel, all the way. <laughs> You've been waiting for this question <laughs> your whole life. This is so ready. Oh, my God. That's, That's a, a serial killer name. Are you kidding me? Vogel? Yeah. It was like a serial killer. First or last name. <laughs> That's an award-winning answer. Uh, okay. Um, Anthony is coming from uh, Yao. Mm -hmm. um, oh, this is a question for everyone, so we'll, we'll answer quickly. Um, who uh, who is your MVP at this point in the season, Anthony? Luca. Luca. Okay, Matt. Who's your MVP at this point in the season? At this point in the season, uh, I'm gonna say Siakam. Oh, baby. Ooh. Okay, Alex. Who's your MVP <laughs> at this point in the season? Giannis, they're going to win 65 games and they'd win 30 without him. Fair enough. Uh, um, okay, so uh, back to Anthony. Um, which feat is more overlooked? Russ's triple-doubles or Harden scoring? God, they're not overlooked. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, like, you're like, neither? <laughs> yeah. Um, triple-doubles, I guess. <laughs> it's hard to get a triple-double. Yeah. It's not hard to do a step back three over and over again until you die. I mean, that does sound pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. like, especially like till you die. Until you die. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Matt, uh, it's yeah. coming from Yao. Um, hey, hi, Yao. Is Harden a better scorer than Jordan or is he a much better scorer? Whoa. Um... I'll just say, uh, if those are my two options, I'll just say better. I'm not going to say the much. Oh, No much here. Matt's being mm. political. Cheers. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Alex, this is coming from Andre. RHJ has shown some nice finishing around the rim with some great layups and traffic in particular. What else on this team do you think, or sorry, who else on this team do you think has some hidden skills and what are those skills? I think that OG can be our last shot of the game guy. When he's making these threes, mm. they are always swing threes. Like, he's getting mm. wide open looks because he's not getting that respect as, like, a three. But I think he could be, like, our, our big shot Bob. Like, our, our draw that last play to OG. Because he seems to have a real knack for making the big threes at big times. That was amazing because when you said big threes at, uh, at a big time, Matt restarted this music and he gave me like a really cool wink. Yeah. Also, when we first asked the question and there was a the silence, I thought you were just going to answer Frank Vogel. He's in my house. Okay, um, Anthony, this is coming from Timber. Yes. 
Uh, how often uh, do besties, Pascal and Fred, have sleepovers at each other's houses? Um, I think... Well, you said you said in the thread, got to be after every win, right? And I agree with that because Fred has kids now, and ooh, that's right, Pascal. You know, he's probably living that penthouse life. So is, yeah. they're going out to the club. You know that Freddie is sleeping at Pascal's. That okay? <laughs> I like how you actually tied that all together, um, Matt. Yes. Um, who would you most like to see next on How Hungry Are You? Avec Le Serge. La Serge. Whoa. Um, who I'd like to see next? Uh, has Westbrook been on it? I like that he's going through his old OKC Ooh. teammates. You know, yeah, like Westbrook we had Durant on it. Just serve him like a cooked up meniscus. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna eat this? Uh, but I feel like you know, with with um, with Durant, you kind of saw another side to him, which was kind of nice. You know? Mm. Oh, so I want to see that with Westbrook and. There it goes. <laughs> Matt, Matt did it again. Okay, Alex. Um, I can elaborate a bit on this too, um, but but think about it as a as like an unchanged version. So this question is is if nothing else changed. So Timber's asking if we had kept Demar and Casey, which would mean you know just like the team as what as is after we lost to Cleveland. Would Pascal still be getting Boucher minutes? So would Pascal be benched if, you know, it was the exact same team that played against Cleveland? No. Pascal is undeniable, obviously. It's just he was denied for a long time. He's clearly the hardest worker maybe in the league. And I don't think you, you can hide what he was doing. And I think his, he's an infectious attitude. Everyone loves him. I think he would, I think he'd still be rising to prominence. Fair. Um, and it's wise everything. Okay, Anthony, uh, it's coming from Tom. Mm. What game ops would you like to see during breaks in play? Like, that's like, you know, all the entertainment, like yeah, t-shirts. Like, like, you're like, what's something that, that's not happening at Scotiabank Arena that, that you want to see happen? Uh, I don't know. Poutine eating contests, a little bit of Red red, <laughs> red Panda. Uh, oh, red Panda, just like full game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Red Panda. You're uh, like, more Red Panda. I don't more, care if she's tired. More, more Red Panda. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe some more uh, mixes from DJ Four Corners. Fair enough. But the first answer was the best. Poutine eating contest. We'll get super nasty. Yes. I like it. Okay, uh, Matt, uh, yeah. we got three more questions here. Um, Whoa! <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> this one's coming from Andre. Which team has garnered the most irrational power ranking love this season? So who's the NBA loving that they, you know, they really shouldn't? Overrated. Overrated team? Um... I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Philly, baby. Okay, that's, a, that's a good answer. Uh, Alex, uh, this is coming from Jonathan. Will Andre, who's asked a couple questions so far, top this week's quickish questions power rankings? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I think uh, I think <laughs> he had a, an outside the box question for me last round. Yep. That was pretty good. I always like what if scenarios. Mm -hmm. I think, yes, he, he will and should finish number one in this week's quickest question. Power wow. Mm. Well, guess what? 
There's only one in the ranking, and it's Andre. <laughs> You're right. Um, there you go. Sorry, everybody else. Uh, okay, uh, last question for you, Anthony, is coming from Catherine. Yes. Is ESPN trolling us, as in Raptors fans, mm. uh, uh, trolling us to up their online fan engagement? Yes. Correct answer. We are the other. ESPN doesn't care about Canada, and they want that Canadian viewership now that people are hot on the Raptors' tail, and they want to try to stop the Atlantic from growing anymore. I like that. And also the ringer. Shout out the ringer. Yeah, shout out the ringer. Shout out all (laughs) those people, but like, you know, shout (laughs) shout us out, right? Yeah. Yeah, shout out the Raptors. Okay, folks, that's uh, that's the pod. The Raptors are fourteen and four. Everything is wonderful. Wow. Um. Yeah. You know, subscribe. Check us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Help us out. Patreon. You know, Love jump on basketball. Patreon. Get yeah, ready man. for that Freddie on the Fly segment. Oh, baby, it's gonna be hot. <laughs> um, keep I'm, an eye out for Making a Murderer featuring Frank Vogel. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, yeah, keep, yeah, keep an eye out for Frank Vogel yeah. because you see him. Guess what? That's it for you, um, Anthony. Uh, you got so much going on. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you want to go. You want to go Ming's Dynasty or yeah, sure. Um, you can watch uh, my show on CBC Gem Ming's Dynasty. It's about two Toronto rappers have to go back to small town Alberta to run a Chinese restaurant, and um, my writing partner and performance partner White Wine, aka Calvin Shergold, and I are going to be throwing a Christmas show at Comedy Bar. More oh, details cool. coming soon. Do you have a date? Uh, we do, but I don't remember oh. it. Oh. And he, and he, when he's doing the more details, he's like pretending like yeah. he's typing. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alex, you're doing shows all the damn time. Um, is, is there any shows coming up where you know, people listening to this pod can come check you out? Everyone should come to one of the canned laughter shows Monday, December 9th. It's uh, across the entire city. It's like Yuck Yuck's Absolute Comedy Bar, the Rivoli, uh, SoCap, all of them. Any place that does comedy, all 10 of them, they're across the city. Awesome. Uh, to get in, it's only a canned good food donation or $5. Obviously, you're heartless if you only bring one canned good, but that would definitely <laughs> get you in. Yeah. So we're looking for food donations for the Daily Bread Food Bank and also at Comedy Bar, and it's there right now all the way until the end of the shows on December 9th. There's a signed OGN and OB postcard. Whoa. A new Raptors hat and a Whoa. Raptors swag. Whoa. $2 a ticket or five tickets for $5. Go ask the bar, say you want to get the tickets. And yeah, it's going to be a great event. Come on out. You hear that? Support. Bring some cans, plural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't be weirdo. It brings yeah. one can. No dented cans either. <laughs> dented cans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening to the pod. Uh, go check these funny dudes out. Yeah. And um, click on their name and you can subscribe on their Twitters. Goddamn right. Goddamn it right. Uh, okay. See you, everybody. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast.